Hello and welcome to Tag One Team Talks, the vlog and podcast of Tag One Consulting. We're commemorating the 20th anniversary of Drupal with an interview series featuring community leaders talking about their Drupal experiences. And I'm really excited to have Angie Byron, AKA Webchick, on the show today. If you don't know Angie, you don't know Drupal. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director of Tag One. We're the number two all-time contributor to Drupal. We build large-scale applications for organizations in every sector with Drupal, as well as many other technologies. Uh, we're also one of the few Drupal 7 extended support uh, providers. So if you need help with your Drupal 7 sites after end of life next year, please reach out to us. So after Dries, uh, the founder of Drupal, uh, Angie is probably the most well-known name in the community. She got started with Drupal over 16 years ago uh, and has been instrumental in Drupal's growth and success. Uh, Angie's made many, many, many contributions. I'm going to try and summarize a few of them here. Uh, uh, you know, contributed a lot of code to Drupal Core, served as a co-core committer for Drupal 7, say that three times fast, <laughs> um, <laughs> was, the, uh, was the Drupal product manager uh, for Drupal 8 and beyond uh, and served on the Drupal security team. She's also made many contributions outside of code, uh, thousands of documentation edits, a role model right there alone. <laughs> um, she's been a board member of the Drupal Association, has spoken at numerous DrupalCons and other events uh, and acted as the official community cat herder for uh, over a decade. Angie, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for that glowing intro. My goodness, thank you so much. But yeah, it's awesome to talk to you. It's great to see you. So uh, to set the stage, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, Drupal career, and then we'll dive more into, uh, you know, experiences with Drupal, the platform, and the community itself. Uh, but first, um, Tell me about the Google Summer of Code. I think this is back in around 2005 and how you first uh, discovered Drupal. Yeah, um, so I'd actually first discovered Drupal a couple of years prior to that because I'm one of those naturally curious people who just goes around the internet whenever I see kind of a cool site, I like view source to find out what's happening underneath there. And so way back in the day, there was this website called spreadfirefox.com. And the whole idea of that site was uh, you had like a, you know, people could upload like campus events, they were doing install fest, or they could upload a, a poster that they, they, you know, made promoting Firefox, that kind of thing. It's kind of this grassroots marketing site. And I thought, oh, this is a cool concept and it's supporting open source and stuff. What's under the hood there? Oh, it's Drupal. I never heard of that, but it just kind of stuck in my mind then. I saw you laughing there. Do you have your own Spread Firefox story or? No, I just, I, I just, I remember, you know, it's like what I love about these conversations is you know, these memories that I forgot about that pop back up. And I, I had completely forgot. And like, it just came flooding back that whole, you know, era. <laughs> Yeah, that whole era. Yeah, Drupal was, was um, it, I wouldn't say Drupal had taken off back then, but it was certainly being used by a lot of really high profile technology companies. So Mozilla, in the case of Firefox, uh, mm -hmm. Linux was using it for, uh, you know, several things. And like a lot of the early adopting kind of folks were, were fans of these big technologies and they would use it to um, help promote them. So that was really cool. Um, so anyway, so that kind of stuck out in my mind. And then later, when I was finishing up school, my instructor told me about this Google Summer of Code program, because I was like, that really loudmouth punk in you know class who would be like, hey, if you're going to teach us about Oracle, you need to teach us about MySQL too, you know, even though that back then they weren't the same thing. Okay, but back then they were totally 
And so he kind of like, he, he entertained me. Like he let me like, you know, go off and explore these different interests I had. But when this thing came up, he's like, here, loudmouth, you should go apply for that. And I was like, oh, oh no, I'm scared. You know, like, cause I had all this imposter syndrome because, you know, I, I read about open source. I loved the idea of open source, the ethos around open source, all of that. It's called free software back then. Um, but I was super uh, intimidated to like actually get started because I thought you had to be like a genius level up here. You know, I was but a mere student, you know, in community college and I didn't know how to bridge that gap. So Google Summer Code, which is, was interesting because, you know, obviously they knew we were students, right? That was the whole idea of the program is you would apply and they would pay you over the summer to work on an open source project. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll try this, you know. And I saw Drupal in the list of projects um, and I remembered it from the Spread Firefox days. And then uh, one of the projects they had proposed was a quiz module, which was also interesting to me because I was both uh, a student at the time, but I was also teaching A plus certifications in the evenings uh, to try to make some money because uh, it's a whole long story. But when you immigrate to a new country, you can't work there unless it's somehow related to your schooling, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so I was teaching and a student at the time. So I was like, quiz module, that's awesome because I know both sides of that and I could probably do a good job at that. So I applied. And uh, Robert Douglas was the, the uh, uh, kind of organization admin at the time. And I guess at like the 11th hour, like right before the deadline, he swapped my name with another person's name and put two of us on, on the quiz module. And so I just barely made the cut, but I made it. And then um, I got started in Drupal. And so what was funny is I had never installed Drupal. I had never used Drupal. Like I had only seen it in view source one time and kind of had a vague idea of what it could do. And so I'm like thrown into this and it's like, hi, person who's never used Drupal, write a module that does stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm a programmer. So surely I can figure this out. But there were like these things called hooks and I had no idea what that was. And, you know, I started like, trying to read the documentation, but all the documentation was written for people who already knew how things worked. And so I was struggling a lot. Um, and the thing that saved my bacon was to get on IRC and just start talking to people. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, trying to ask smart questions, trying to do research first. I was also trying to help other people with their support questions because it was exposing me to random parts of the interface. And I remember when I answered my very first support question, I was like, yes, you know, kind of thing. And then I had this habit of documenting as I go because I have a terrible memory. And so like, I would, you know, I would figure something out and right away put it in the handbook. Um, and people started to take notice of this and it was like, holy crap. And then everybody was helping me because they could tell that I was like one of those people that was going to give back and wasn't there just to like siphon knowledge away from the community to solve my own problems and be done. So, and it was a really interesting project because we had to work against head at the time, which was 4.7. And anybody who was around in the community back then knows that in Drupal 4.7, we wrote, rewrote the entire form system. Um, and so there was a point in my project where everything worked fine. And then the next day, nothing worked. I had to rewrite huge swaths of it, you know, to use this new form API. And anyway, so it was, it was an exciting time to be alive, but it was, uh, it was great because I got exposure to all kinds of, you know, Drupal things. I got to work on core development because head would break sometimes and, you know, I'd, I'd be able to file an issue about it. And I remember the first time too, that I filed an issue and someone was like, oh, that's a legitimate problem. And you know what they had done? They had accidentally committed their settings.php file. That used to happen all the time. Anyway, that's one of those things. Um, yeah. And so I very quickly started to realize that, oh my gosh, like on this side of like, you must be this smart to contribute wall. It's like anybody can do this. Like anybody can like jump in and like 
you know, just start helping, you know, in various areas where you see a problem, try and fix it, you know, that kind of thing. And that realization was really powerful. And so I started to not only help out myself in every area that I could think of, but I also tried to like kind of clear the pathway so other people could come along uh, beside me and along with me to, to, to make that journey. Awesome. Um, we, uh, I interviewed Robert Douglas uh, a couple of shows back. Uh, definitely uh, folks should check that out. He, he, he mentioned the, the, the summer of code story and, and, and talked about it from his perspective. So it was really cool to, to hear you mention that. And, and um, you know, I, I think, you know, there are so many things that I love about you, Angie, but it's your, you know, the, the way that you engage people and pull them into the community. And I think, you know, what you mentioned about like, when people saw that you were contributing, they went out of their way to help you. And that is, I think, one of the first like really important lessons that people need to know in open source is, you know, if you just, you know, come to Rob, <laughs> you know, you might get something. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if you come to contribute and, and you know, you're going to get so much more. Look, I can't wait to get back to, to Drupal itself, but I want to spend uh, a few minutes talking about your career in Drupal. Um, after Google Summer of Code, you know, did you decided to stick with Drupal? Uh, what happened next? Yeah, it was interesting because, uh, you know, Google Summer of Code was a, was a short-term program. It was like three months over the summer. And then after that, I fully expected I'd go get some boring like .NET accounting application programming job you know, or whatever, like the things they prepare you for in school. Because at that time they were not preparing you for a career in open source in any way. And I didn't even know that you could make a career in open source. Um, but then Robert Douglas, my mentor in Google Summer Code, you know, he would like throw me a project every now and then like, hey, could you make this theme for 500 bucks? I'm like, I don't know how to make a theme, but sure, let me try and figure it out. And like, you know, it's like kind of thing or, and then I, I, you know, some other person would be like, hey, can you help me build this Flash integration with Drupal for a couple hundred, you know, a couple thousand bucks? Oh, my God. You know, it's like, and so before I knew it, all of a sudden I was accidentally a freelancer, <laughs> which was not good at all because I'm not good at saying no to things. And I'm really bad at tracking down paperwork. So it was like a bad situation. So, um, but I kept my community contributions up because I just, I fell in love with this awesome community and people who, um, you know, Drupal's got all these really smart people. A lot of communities have smart people, but they have the category of smart people who are like, oh, you don't know what this thing is? Well, let me tell you about it because it's awesome, you know, like kind of thing rather than, oh, you don't know what that thing is. You know, it's, it's just a totally different vibe. So anyway, I was, I was hooked on that. So I kept doing a bunch of stuff. One of the projects I got hired to do was to write the form API reference. So that big honking, horrible table with the clicky, you know, dupe tops. Uh, Civic Space sponsored me to write that. Um, and so I wrote that uh, and, um, you know, they, I, people started to take notice. So Civic Space was like, well, hey, can we hire you as a contractor? And I started actually working on like the Civic Space distribution and some of the early features like the graphical installer, because back in that, those days, you sucked in a raw SQL file. That was how installation went. Um, you know, Civic Space helped sponsor that stuff. And then other people started to take notice. So Lullabot approached me and asked if I'd want to help out with them because they noticed that I was doing crazy amounts of edits in the documentation. And they were like, you'd probably be good at teaching people Drupal. So why don't we figure that out? You know, and um, so, yeah, I went and was with Lullabot for a number of years doing, you know, kind of kicking off the very first commercial training that there was for Drupal back then um, and doing a bunch of stuff on some, some of the larger uh, Drupal websites at the time. Um, I don't know if I can say specific clients, but 
really big, you know, music companies, uh, you know, those kinds of things, very high scale Drupal, especially at that time and trying to solve some of those challenges. It was really, really exciting. Um, and then, uh, but at the time I was doing all of this, like my work, work stuff and the community work stuff as like two different 40 hour a week jobs, one of which I got paid for and one of which I didn't. And that was not very sustainable as one can imagine. Um, and so I approached Dries at one point and I said, you know, Dries, if you ever have a job that's just being web chick, you know, and doing this community stuff, I would love to talk to you because right now, like I'm kind of burning my candle at both ends and I'm not sure how long I can keep this up kind of thing. Um, and he was like, oh, okay, that's very interesting. Um, but I don't have anything like that now. And I was like, that's cool. And then like two months later or something, he comes back. He's like, so I have a job. <laughs> I was like, okay, awesome. Um, so then I started at Acquia as, jeez, uh, uh, I don't remember what my first title was, but senior director of community something basically. But basically my job at that point became uh, Dries and I sitting down once a quarter or so to look at the whole field of like, what are Drupal's hairiest problems that are preventing it from being awesome? And my job was just to go solve those things. And so that went everywhere over the 10 years I was there. It was, you know, it was getting the Drupal 7 modules ready. Remember those days? Drupal 7. Um, you know, because at the time I started, that wasn't ready yet. It was getting a predictable release cycle going around security releases so people didn't have to carry a, a pager. Uh, it was creating core gates to make sure that the um, stuff that we were putting into Drupal, especially the core stuff, was solid and it wasn't regressing performance and it wasn't regressing accessibility. Um, it was uh, working with the Drupal Association to get key features deployed to Drupal.org. It was, you know, fundraising with a bunch of the Drupal businesses that there were around to get key initiatives kicked off the ground, like a grants program called Drupal 8 Accelerate, uh, which allowed um, us to like pay people for bug bounties and get the critical bugs down so we could release and on and on and on. So I, you know, leading engineering teams to do like, you know, key features for Drupal, like WYSIWYG and Core and mobile and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it was a very exciting thing. Um, but I had been in that for about 10 years. And um, every time you hit a nice round number like that with your career, it's kind of one of those times when you kind of sort of, hmm, huh, what's going on out there in the field, you know, and I kind of started to feel like, not that Drupal ever wasn't going to be challenging, because there's always new stuff, you know, that kind of thing. But over the course of my career, you know, I kind of helped Drupal get from like, sort of that, like, toddler phase where it's like banging into furniture and like spilling its milk everywhere to like, you know, now Drupal's like, you know, in their 20s, they got a nice like apartment downtown, like they know how to feed themselves and like <laughs> that kind of thing. So it sort of felt like a lot of those like, you know, growth challenges that we had to solve through that period, like, imp you know, improving the governance of the project, um, you, know, you know, making sure we had key features so that we could, you know, grow in a certain way. All of that was kind of like a solve problem. And Drupal was very much in the, okay, this is a rock solid platform. Uh, it's got a really solid maintenance around it, that kind of thing. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's in a good place. So I kind of started to like lightly entertain other opportunities where, you know, maybe there was that opportunity, kind of that more startup feel where it's like, we're starting from a kind of a, a smaller community that's sort of, you know, scattered around. Let's try to like form this up and like make it awesome. Um, and so a friend of mine told me about this opportunity at MongoDB to be um, a, a VP of dev relations, which I did not get that job because <laughs> I'm not quite at that level, but, but they talked to me and they were like, we really like you and what you are doing with Drupal and we would love to see you do that here. So they essentially like crafted a job uh, which was principal community manager and, um, and made sure to include in there that I have time to work on Drupal. So it was the best of both worlds because I got to kind of explore 
uh, this other technology and databases are great because they interface with all kinds of languages and technologies and other things. So I get to meet a whole bunch of new people, interface with a whole bunch of new communities, learn a bunch of new stuff, but also keep my foot in the Drupal world and make sure I'm able to contribute well there. And so, yeah, so I've been there since August 2nd. So it's been a couple of, you know, almost three months, I guess. Um, and it's been quite a ride, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun and learning a lot. And, uh, you know, just this week, I, uh, you know, reviewed the CK Editor 5 patch, you know, and stuff. So it's, it's, it's kind of awesome because I've theoretically anyway managed to carve out this place where I get to learn a whole bunch of new stuff, but keep my foot in what I know, and then uh, hopefully trade some lessons back and forth as well. Uh, so that's, that's my goal is to make Drupal more awesome, make Mongo to be awesome. And, uh, you know, like a, a circle of never ending awesomeness. I don't know. I keep repeating myself, but yeah, that's, that's the idea. And I'm really excited. I, uh, I love that analogy. You, you know, you, you, you raised this child and, you know, uh, Drupal graduated college and, and is off and it's living on its own. And, you know, that's a really rewarding and amazing thing to see. And I think it's great for both you and Drupal, you know, Drupal needs to be able to go off and, and live on its own. And, you know, you've created this amazing thing for yourself where you get to remain a part of it and continue to grow your career. Uh, I was so happy when I, when I found out about it. Uh, I can't wait to hear how things go. And uh, if Mongo, you know, gets a fraction of the benefit from you that, that Drupal did, <laughs> There, you know, there's going to be world domination. <laughs> so uh, uh, we'll have to have you back to, to talk about that. Um, but, you know, talking about your, your contributions and, and, you know, working on the, the CK5 patch, and it's exciting to hear that that's going in, uh, is a good segue back to, you know, Drupal contributions and your Drupal journey itself. Um, I'm curious, I, this is a long time ago, and I, and I know you said you, you keep good notes. Um do you remember your first contribution to Drupal, what it was, and, and more importantly, like what the experience was like, how it went? So rather than talk about my first one, because my first was something boring with like a help page or something like that, you know, <laughs> um, I'll talk about uh, two early contributions, if that's okay. Um, so I'm not going to do what you say, I'm going to do what I want. No. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I so expect nothing first... less. <laughs> Um, the first really big contribution I did uh, patch size wise and coordination wise was um, at that time, the help pages were all very different from one another. Mm -hmm. And so you go to one help page for a module and it'd be like, the node module is cool or whatever. It wasn't that bad, but you know what I mean? It was like that. And you go to another module and it'd be very detailed and there'd be links to all kinds of stuff. So um, I worked with the documentation team at the time to come up with a... Um, I think this is Charlie. Gosh, I don't remember Charlie's name. Oh, I don't remember. But anyway, there was a group of people that were passionate about documentation at the time. And, um, and so we went and, uh, you know, kind of developed a, a, a template for, you know, like, uh, let's do about and then uses and then I can't remember all this stuff. Um, and so they came up with this template. My job was to get it rolled into a mega patch um, to apply to all of the different modules. And that was... Uh, a very interesting experience because like Dries was in there and he was like, you know, like, hey, you know, just wondering if there's an update on this and stuff. And I'm like, ah, you know, they're having to do stuff. So that was really, really fun. Um, and we did eventually get that patch in. It took, a, it took quite a while. Uh, Cause as you can imagine, it was like every time something in a module changed anywhere, it kind of broke the patch. And so there was a bunch of automation tooling and stuff like that to get that done. Um, the first in-person contribution 
was I attended DrupalCon, or it wasn't DrupalCon, but uh, the, o the Open Source CMS Summit in Vancouver in 2006. Uh, so that was my first in-person event and I was so scared. Um, so I just wore my Google shirt and kind of sat in the corner of the hotel in hopes someone would notice me, you know, cause I didn't know how to talk to these people and stuff. Anyway, that did happen and then it was great. And so, um, but at that hotel, they had rented out like a conference room. And, you know, I went in there because a bunch of people were, were heading that way. And I went in there and Moshe Weitzman was there at a whiteboard with all of the issues that were blocking 4.7 from releasing. And he was like, you take this one, you take that. <laughs> and he was just like throwing it out there. And so I think I didn't have time to think about like, I'm probably not smart enough to be in this room because it was like, well, I'm here. So I might as well try, you know, kind of thing. And it was so fun because everybody was there and we were all like, you know, shooting the crap about what we were working on and we were helping each other and, that really formulated my idea of what contribution is like, you know, that it's very like, um, it's very like everybody's an equal, everybody's showing up, giving whatever they can, you know, like there was a, there was someone else there who was not coding, but they were uh, doing like the, the reviews of the patches after they were done, like they would test them and make sure that they worked. So it was just, it was so cool to see people just stepping up, taking ownership of a problem, um, to see people just contributing in whatever way they could. And I really tried to model that uh, interaction going forward um, for everyone else that I came in contact with because I thought it was amazing and really special. That was a pretty amazing event. If I remember, Matt Mullenweg was there, Dreves was yeah. there. The, the two of them were like hacking at a table. I mean, that yeah. is intimidating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. no joke, intimidating. Um, that's pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, Drupal, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get back to events. I think the next DrupalCon is going to be in person in Portland, April next year. Um, but, you know, it's it really is an amazing opportunity to get to know people and get involved and people will hold your hand and help you get started or, you know, <laughs> drop a bomb in your lap and say, diffuse it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> those approaches works but no Drupal's uh Drupal's actually developed this really amazing mentorship system where um at, at in-person events online it's a little bit harder to replicate just because everything is harder to replicate completely online but in person you know there's there's a group of folks and there's like dozens of these people and they sit there and they look at the issue queue a couple of days before the contribution day um, and they'll specifically tag issues as like, this would be good for a new contributor to do. Um, and then they all show up on contribution day wearing like the same color of t-shirts, you know, so they're easy to spot. And they pair people up to work on these different issues that they kind of prefabricated as being like, oh, this is, this is a good thing for, for someone to work on. Um, and so people work together to solve them. Uh, they learn all about the contribution stack, Git, issue summaries, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then my favorite part is that, the, that the, towards the end of that day, um, we take at least one of those patches, sometimes a couple of them, and we live commit them in front of the whole audience. And where there's like, it's so, it's so over the top. There's like drumming on tables and stuff like that. And um, it's also always the uh, twice yearly event where I find out how much I don't know how to use Git because man, it is intimidating. It'd be like typing Git commands and people would be like, boo, because you know, you forgot to type rebase or whatever like that. <laughs> thing anyway um so but it's a it's a really good time and it makes people feel good and the thing i love about it too is we get everybody on there if it was a mentor the person who uploaded the screenshot the person who you know created the issue whatever we get as many of those folks up there and give them cred as possible um but yeah it's it's a it's a lot of fun and uh it's a really sophisticated mentorship program and i think it's something that drupal should really be proud of
It's amazing. I think it's something that that others should replicate, uh, and I'm, I'm sure many have. Um, you've given me uh, a nightmare tonight, Angie. I'm I'm gonna fall asleep, like thinking I'm gonna be on on stage having to use Git, and it's not gonna be good <laughs> in any in any way, shape, or form. One time um, I had to uh, I had settings.php permissions error, and I chmod seven seven seven, and everyone's like, "Boo!" <laughs> Whatever, it's my laptop. <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> it's great, honestly. Um, yeah, no, it's it's such a good time, and I feel like um, you know people leave that event really fired up and, and charged up to get get going. And uh, yeah, I can't wait till we can do in person events again. Definitely. What do you think is the best part about being a part of the Drupal community? The people. I mean, <laughs> that's probably what everybody was saying. Um, the community, the people behind it. Because, you know, listen, you and I have both been around the block quite a bit. Drupal has been rewritten from the ground up 4,500 times, um, you know, and it still remains a really powerful, flexible piece of software, but it's really about the individual people. And I don't know what it is about Drupal. I think Drupal just attracts the kind of person who's like, I don't mind tinkering with things a little bit to like make it work, but it's just like this microcosm of amazing people who are kind, who are passionate about what they do, who oftentimes have an activist bent, like they really care about social causes or you know, things of yeah. that nature, um, that they wanna lift others up. Like that's a huge theme. Uh, they wanna share knowledge openly. You know, like once in a while, someone will drift in who is like trying to keep things under wraps and it's always like, what, are you okay? Like, did someone hurt you? Are you, it's just like, you know, because that's just not how we roll. Um, and I don't know, like, like you, I'm sure I just have, I have these um, like friendships, literal friendships that are are real and have lasted decade or more. You know what I mean? I, I've gone through a couple of really tough times personally. Um, one time was when like my wife and I split up and it wasn't my idea, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And like, I remember just being like taking a tour down the Pacific Northwest coast to all these like Drupal folks. And they're like, here's some waffles. And like, it was just like, and it's like, wow, these people are just awesome. You know what I mean? Like that, it, it was just like, yeah, it's just like these really heart filled amazing people and you know it's like even if you don't see them all the time like we haven't been able to see each other in I don't know how many years it's just like picking up where you left off right when you brought the get-go and it's just it's it's so cool to watch how people grow and thrive in their in their personal lives and um yeah and I I, I just I know other communities also had aspect of them but I don't know there's something special about Drupal that just keeps even the people who try and leave, it's like, ah, I miss it, you know, and they come back in and it's so funny that way, but it's, it's a really special group of people. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, it's funny, when I left Acquia, I didn't think I would continue working in Drupal for similar reasons to what you'd mentioned. I mean, I've been doing it for almost 18 years. Like I wanted to explore other things and I just, you know, I was reaching out to people in the community that I knew talking about like, you know, where do I go from here? And I just love, you know, it just reminded, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I love these people. Like they become friends. And, and it was so hard to, I was one of those people who was going to leave and, and then got sucked back in <laughs> because I just, you know, I, I was like, you know, I want to go work with people that I like, you know, I don't want to make a move to a company at this stage in my career where I'm, where there's uh, an unknown of like, you know, who am I going to work with? Um, you know, I knew everybody at Tag One. I'd known them for a long time. I'd worked with them, you know, time and time again. And I love them every time. So I was like, 
well, I'd be crazy not to do this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just pushing us to do more than Drupal, <laughs> which is, which is great. You know, it's, it's a win for everybody, but it, it really, um, you know, it, there is something undeniably special about Drupal, particularly, you know, you know, what you mentioned, the people. Um, so uh, this is going to be hard, uh, but do you have a, a favorite Drupal memory or experience they haven't mentioned yet? Um, that, you know, just really stands out. I mean, there have been like, it, it can be crazy. I mean, we've seen people get married at DrupalCon. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yes. We've seen like, like brilliant parties, you know, and, and Kieran getting up on the, on the bar and buying the entire conference around, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, what. And uh, doing like flaming tequila shots or something. I don't know what that is, but so. he um, had flames coming out of his mouth. That's what I Oh my God, I'm trying to like one favorite memory. Okay, this might be an area where you need to pause because I actually really need to think about this for a second. Um, geez. All right, I think I got one. So Zoom. Um, you know, one of my favorite memories, I mean, there's a little bit of sadness to it too or whatever, but. Um, uh, you know, there's been several times, I'm going to kind of combine some of these into one memory, but um, there's been some times when some community members, like I remember Morton uh, DK and his daughter, who was born prematurely, there was uh, Gabra Hoichi, his wife was very, very sick, and we were really worried about her, and, um, and when people uh, either couldn't come to DrupalCon, or they came to DrupalCon, and there was some really bad stuff happening in their personal life, the community just kind of all came together uh, to support those people so for example with Morton his daughter everybody had like these Freya rocks t-shirts you know and they all wore matching t-shirts and it was just like you know to like you know say we got you man like we we support you you know um and similarly with uh with Gabor and his wife it's like everybody came together and made like this amazing everybody signed it and all that stuff you know what I mean it was just like the the community coming together in times of need I think is probably my my biggest um my, my biggest memory Wow. It just said my internet connection is unstable. Did you get that? I got that, and it was deep. No, I remember a lot. Of, I remember people with, with cardboard cutouts running around DrupalCon, and, you know, mm -hmm. it comes back to your earlier point. People just, uh, it, there's uh, a true, you know, uh, sense of, you know, care. And, and you know, yeah. people really, you know, making deep yeah. friendships and wanting to help each other out and, and the personal connections you make around the world. Um, you know, I've said this before, like it, it's made me a, 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 a person of the world, you know, it, it's given me context to events that, you know, might otherwise have not meant anything to me because I don't know anyone there or anything about it. But now no. that I know, you know, catches in, you know, Japan, I'm like, Oh my God, a tsunami, you know, is he and his family. Okay. And it, it you know, it's, it's just, it's right, right. To, you know, um, uh, it's connected the world to me and, you know, not just friendships, but it's, it's made me realize, you know, all of these things. Um, I, I got to lighten shit up because that was like, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, Oof. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you one of my favorite beautiful memories. Oh, I here, here, let's it up. Oh, I was going to say to lighten stuff up a little bit. Another one of these community coming together thing was there was this, 
uh, earthquake, this volcano that went off in Iceland, which you would normally be like, oh, that's an interesting headline, except that it happened right when we were all supposed to travel together for DrupalCon. And so what happened is that we, you know, there was a bunch of people who facilitated like, you know, like cross streaming to make sure like the Europeans could be involved in the event. And they set up like little local events for the Europeans to get together and watch the DrupalCon content that they couldn't fly to. It was like, you know, it's just like, all these amazing examples of people like, you know, someone's in trouble, let's help them, you know, kind of thing. And I, I just think it's, it's great. But yeah, what is your favorite example? I mean, this is a good one. I was just, I mean, and I love that you shared with me deep that that was that was awesome. Um, you mentioned Morton, it made me think of Denmark, uh, Denmark made me think of Denmark DrupalCon and uh, Rasmus was Lerdoff, the, the founder of PHP was one of the keynote speakers and he did a talk and like, he totally phoned it in. Like I had seen, <laughs> I had seen him give this talk probably at every conference I had seen him at over the last like six years. <laughs> and I mean, at the end, someone asked him something to the effect of like, where do you see PHP and uh, you know, how are many years? And he's like, explicative if i'm still doing this shit in that long like and i need just like <laughs> that was it that was the end i was, I was like wow all right Rasmus. <laughs> php <laughs> we're built on this we're dependent upon it <laughs> you know what i admire his um his honesty though honestly <laughs> it's like he knows what he wants to do what he doesn't want to do and you gotta admire that yeah yeah that's fine it goes back to what you said earlier. I think, you know, there's a, uh, there's your, your career, there's your open source contributions, you know, particularly when you get to a point like, you know, you trees, him, you know, you guys are core to the community, you know, the demands that people place on you, the stress that it puts on your lives. Like Drupal is an amazing thing, but I don't really know that many people have sort of the insight in perspective into, you know, what you all go through. And so, you know, I could definitely see the stress and the pressure and, you know, all of these things that he's struggling and balancing and saying like, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, God damn it. Like, you know, um, you know, I, uh, so I, you know, I think it's a very, it's a very fair comment. It was just, you know, the timing and the context was just like, what? <laughs> all right. That's awesome. So, Favorite and least favorite aspect of Drupal, the software platform. Okay. Um, favorite, I would have to say uh, the accessibility. Um, I know that that gets to be a bit of a thorn in the side of anybody who's trying to get a user interface affecting patch in, but the uh, Drupal accessibility team has taken such incredibly great care uh, to make sure that we are making allowances for uh, screen readers, for folks with colorblindness, for um, <clears throat> folks with um, reading disabilities, like you name it. Um, they've really taken to heart um, accepting of those uh, web uh, accessibility guidelines um, and making sure that they're applied to our product and in every aspect of our product. So we don't ship a feature unless we're sure that somebody can use it who you know, can't use a mouse and a full, you know, like desktop screen. And what I like about that is not just that it's a, it's an impressive technical achievement. Like I remember when Jesse Beach did the, um, the toolbar, like the mobile toolbar that uh, we have, um, that Everett Zufeld who reviewed it said, this should be the reference implementation for how to do this. Like, this is really powerful and this is fantastic. 
So not only the technical achievements of that, but also how um, how that embodies Drupal community's um, you know aspiration for inclusiveness. And you know, a lot of people talk the talk of saying, "Yeah, we want a more diverse community," but I feel like you know, there's a lot of folks in Drupal actively working on that in real meaningful ways. And so I would say that's probably my favorite feature, um, even though it does prevent uh, some design and engineering challenges at times. <laughs> so, um, so that's my favorite, my least favorite. A lot of my least favorite stuff isn't around anymore because I got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Very, everyone gets like such a political answer to that. It's like, how could I have a, you know? Fair enough. Favorite aspect of the software. So I guess my least favorite aspect of the software um, is that as of today, we haven't yet cracked the code on how to create really um, dynamic, rich, uh, interactive user interfaces. We're still very much living in like the mid 2000s form driven days. Um, and I think that that is too bad because, you know, users as a whole have kind of a higher level expectation of what, uh, what any web application at this point and not just the CMS can do. They expect it to be snappy. They expect it to be WYSIWYG. They expect everything to like look right. And I know there are all kinds of really strong technical reasons why we don't want you know, say a Gutenberg-like editor in Drupal, because we don't want a big clop of HTML that you can't, you know, parse up to individual pieces. But um, I do feel like our inability to, you know, say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to use this web framework and we're going to, you know, jump in and we're going to start making these user interface changes. It feels like we've still been a little shy to jump in because, well, we don't know if we want to commit to this yet or, you know, like, well, I don't know if this is the right interaction. And it feels like that spinning in circles on that particular problem um, is already kind of making Drupal look outdated and clunky. And I worry that people won't select it because of that reason and then ignore all the other amazing benefits that it has from an architecture perspective, from a flexibility perspective, from an expansion perspective, just because the UI isn't as snappy as what people expect. And that would be really sad. So I guess that is one area. So the decoupled menus initiative I'm very excited about because it's it's basically taking a, a you know initial stab and saying, let's not eat the entire elephant at once. Let's solve this problem. That's a real problem for people trying to build decoupled, you know, really strong JavaScript apps on top of Drupal. Um, and I think that's great, especially if that kind of opens the door then to, you know, allow for a lot more of these kind of user interface changes to go. So, um, so it's not so much a, a least favorite feature, but it's, I guess, the most wanted feature, I guess, is that ability to crack that, crack that code. You know, a lot of other people have managed to make really responsive, awesome user interfaces uh, that sell the product as well as the, the backend sells the product. And I would love to see people uh, instantly be able to understand the power of Drupal without having to go through a, a whole lot of frustration ahead of time or just abandoning it 30 seconds in because it feels like, you know, ah, this is dated. So does that yeah, make sense? Definitely. Um, go going back to what you said about usability, uh, we were working on a project and our client was like, okay, you know, turn off your screen and like, let's use it. And it was like, epic fail for moment one. <laughs> I was like, I was like I, you know, it was so eye-opening to get an understanding of what 
you know, people with other perspectives go through. And I, you know, that is one of the, honestly, in the last like 10 years, that's like one of the experiences that stands out the most in my mind is like game changing in my perspective and building applications. You know, I, I knew that Drupal was strong in accessibility, uh, but I had never tried it, you know, from, from that perspective. And it was, um, it was wild. I mean, it really, um, you know, is something that I encourage other people to do. And I, um, I agree wholeheartedly on the, uh, on the design and look and feel front and, and love the idea of biting off manageable pieces is critical to solving problems, to learning yes. new things, to doing anything, <laughs> you know, baby steps, uh, is, is where you need to go. Um, Gosh, we uh, we don't have too much time. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, one or two more questions. Um, you touched on this a little bit with you know the feature that you want to see. Um, you know, and 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 you know maybe it goes beyond this, but I'm curious. You know, what do you think the biggest threat to Drupal is right now? Like, is there a Drupal killer out there? Is there something that Drupal isn't doing that that might you know, inhibit its growth and 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 mean that there's not another 20 years? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. I have an answer to that, but I don't know if you want to say it. <laughs> um, you know, one of the one of the biggest existential threats to Drupal is honestly that it's that it's written in PHP. And you look at anyone under 40 they're not exactly, they're not learning PHP except under duress at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and that's, it's an interesting conundrum because PHP uh, is definitely the language of the web. There's some, you know, statistic, like I think it's 87.7% of websites that are out there are PHP powered. Um, and that, so it's undeniable that that was absolutely the right call and the right decision. What I worry about a little bit is the kids today. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the developers coming out of boot camps who are in college right now, that kind of thing. They're not learning PHP. They're learning Python. They're learning JavaScript. They're learning, you know, some of these other technologies. Um, and without a way for them to engage with Drupal, I, I worry that that's going to be uh, problematic and not suggesting we rewrite Drupal in JavaScript. But what I am saying is that some of the work, um, the decouple menus initiative is, 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 it sounds very like tightly scoped and it sounds like, well, that's a weird thing to make a whole initiative about like what decoupled menus, what? It's a menu, it's like home about us, you know, whatever. What's so complicated about that? But as part of that, one thing that that team is really thinking a lot about is how to engage JavaScript developers where they are so for example, they've been working with the Drupal Association to make sure that any JavaScript libraries that we incorporate as part of that initiative get published uh, in NPM so that they're just accessible to JavaScript developers and that they're doing work on GitLab, which is a type of uh, collaboration flow that everybody is used to at this point, except for Drupal people, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so I'm heartened by the steps that we're taking in that direction because I think um, you know, it's, it's, there's a bunch of people mid thirties and up who are still very much all about the PHP and, and doing awesome things with it. And it's clearly a language that has industry backing behind it. Like every large website you can think of practically is running PHP. But um, I do worry about when you talk about the next 20 years, you know, eventually all of us old folks are going to want to retire and maybe not be doing websites anymore. <laughs> so I worry about that next generation 
you know, making sure that there are, you know, hooks, if you'll pardon the pun, for them to get into Drupal and understand um, how powerful it is and really enjoy thriving in the developing community just as we had the chance to. Does that make sense? That's a, that's a brilliant answer. I think very poignant. Um, that's, that's a really, really interesting point. Um, I, um, I, I recently learned that there's a Java port of Drupal. Um, <laughs> I'm not recommending anybody use it. I, uh, we have a client, uh, and, uh, you know, they're, they're like a fortune 10 company and, and they approached us and they're like, Oh, you know, look at this enterprise CMS, like what, you know, and, and we looked at it, we're like, I swear to God that someone like this company took Drupal and ported it to Java, like their terminology is like, they literally copied everything and just wrote it in Java. I don't know that anybody uses it, um, but it, it it's fascinating. Um, and I'm, and I'm hoping that I know that, uh, Jeremy Andrews and, and Fabian Franz, the, you know, two folks at tag one watch a lot of these interviews. I'm hoping they don't watch this one, Angie, because there's going to be a rust port of Drupal, <laughs> like in, in 2022, <laughs> if they happen to watch this, um, it'll be called Drupal because it's Drupal. <laughs> <laughs> experimentation like that is fun like i i think it's cool but we we do we do have to figure out like how we plan to engage like mm -hmm. the developers of the next 20 years like my kid is eight you know what i mean she's not gonna learn php in school i don't know what she's gonna learn um yeah. so you know we just gotta think forward about that and make sure that we we have what we need we do not need any more rewrites of core though keep the upgrade path simple I'd say. But, <laughs> well but if we if we port it to rust it, you know a rewrites just part of the process it's good you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. all righty to, to wrap things up i'm there's there's too many people to name i'm sure but first name that pops in your head uh who should i interview next and why oh Um, I don't know if she'd want to do this, but Lynn Clark um, is someone whom I think would have a lot of interesting things to say about Drupal and also the time that she spent at Mozilla since then. Um, and speaking of Rust, she, you know, has been involved in like that community and, and things like that. So that might be really interesting. I probably have a thousand names I could name, but that's someone I haven't heard from in a while that would be really interesting to, to hear from and see what she has to say. That'd be great. And I love reaching out to people that are that are involved in so many new things now. Um, I will definitely reach out to Lynn. That's a great idea. Angie, uh, I know you're crazy busy. Um, I wish you the best of luck at MongoDB. I, uh, I can't wait to hear how things go. Um, again, yeah, thank you to all our viewers as well. We really appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you like this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe, and share it out. You can check out all the interviews in this series at tagone.com slash 20. Uh, you can also check out our past Tag One team talks on other technology topics at tagone.com slash talks. I would love your feedback, input, topic suggestions, who else we should interview even. Uh, you can write to us at talks at tagone.com. That's tag the number one.com. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Take care.